Yo, 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 welcome back to Sparks with the Stones. Yo, where we get you spark notes of? We're giving you spark notes of our lives, conflicts, marriage, and our walk with Christ. Because watch out, the sparks are definitely going to fly. Yeah, so we are so excited mm-hmm. um, to introduce this next podcast. We're yes. doing something just a little, little bit different. Just a little something so different. So this is actually the okay. first time that we ever were able to speak together at an event. Yes, and that um, was and exciting. So y'all get to listen to it. Yeah, so we kind of like... You know, of course, we brought our, our archives and went like, to the attic. Yeah, went into the attic, <laughs> blowed it off, dusted off a little bit, and like it actually sparked a podcast like back in the past. And so now we're bringing it back up so you guys can actually listen to it. Yeah. So in the podcast, we did talk about um, working for KA. Mm-hmm. So yeah, of course we don't we don't work for KA anymore. Um, shout out to all my peeps. Hey, but, K-A-A, um, yo, so you no. will hear that, and you'll also hear. Um, at the beginning of our podcast, um, I had a mic that did not work well, yeah. and so they switch it out um, in the middle. So you might hear that too as well. As well. So thank you guys for tuning in. If you guys like our content, please push that subscribe oh, button, yeah. write us a five star review. If it's a stu- two star, please let us know why and yes. how we can improve. For and sure. without further ado, yo, just go ahead and take a listen to Young Core. And young Misha. These speakers for today, I might be a little biased on uh, this morning because uh, these people here are a little related to me. And uh, (laughs) related to me, uh, those of you in New Life uh, have uh, heard them minister at some point in time uh, during their uh, ministry. And uh, they're going to come uh, today. Uh, Really appreciate their ministry. Those of you who don't know them, they are uh, uh, they are employed by uh, Kids Across America, and they are, are women and men's director of Kids Across America too. They travel the country recruiting and encouraging and in the community and uplifting the people and doing all they can to be a servant of the Most High God. Amen. So we're going to ask that they come. Uh, uh, I'd like to say just one thing. Those of you who have. Uh, son-in-laws. Uh, there's a lot of great son-in-laws in the world. I tell you, our minds must be at the very top of the list somewhere <laughs> because he's an awesome, awesome dude. Of course, Maisha, my daughter, uh, is joining ministry with them together. I just thank God for them. Those of you in uh, Facebook land, call someone. These are millennials who are out there and they are, are, are lifting up the name of Jesus. They're, they're serving the Lord with all their heart. And uh, they can be encouraged by the word of the Lord for them on today. Without further ado, I just introduce to you uh, Corbin and Maisha Stone. Hallelujah. Good morning, your life. Good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Good, good. Hey, well, we will not belabor. Let's open up with a word of prayer, if that's okay. Uh, Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, uh, we just thank you so much for this morning uh, that you have given us to be able to worship you, God. But I just pray uh, that as Corbin and I come and speak your word, Lord, that you will just hide us behind your cross, that we are able to speak your truth, um, that we are able to uh, be oracles of you, God, um, and that we're able to come forth um, and be able to minister something that brings life and that brings repentance. Uh, whatever you want to do with this word, God, that we pray that you will use it for your glory. 
So we just thank you for this time, Lord. We praise you in Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Well, y'all, uh, it's awesome to be here this morning. Yes, absolutely. Come on now. Uh, to, to be able to minister today, I, I want to give honor to Pastor Keith. And I want to praise God, too, because uh, we get to do it in the cool of the morning instead of in the heat of the afternoon. I'm telling you, man, the heat was going to slay us instead of the Spirit of God. So, uh Praise God for going to be sweating in the spirit. Right. <laughs> right, right. Um, so basically what we're going to be at is James chapter three. Um, and so as you guys are turning there, right, I, I think I'm going to confess a story. Can I can I confess about myself, man? All right. So this is um, when we were young, you know, when we were. First got married, so I bet you guys are asking, okay, how long have you guys been married? So we've been married for two years, almost two years in August, right? We'll be uh, married in two years. So during our first year, and man, the Wesleys were right. Love blinds your eyes, right? But marriage opens up both your eyes. Love is not, but marriage opens up both your eyes. Yes, exactly. She knows what I'm talking about here. So, um, man, we, we get married. My eyes are open, and... Basically, what I'm doing is I'm doing all the house chores, right? I'm, I'm, I'm cooking, I'm cleaning, I'm washing dishes, right? I got the, I got the toothbrush and I'm scrubbing the floor. And I look over at Baisha, right? She's over there just straight chilling. She over there got the popcorn, got the TV, got the remote in her hair, <laughs> laughing at me. I'm like, man, you, what, I did all this and you did, look at you, you did nothing. I'm looking at my checklist and I'm just like, did this, did this, did this, and what you do? Uh, nothing. Uh, nothing. The Lord's still working on my heart right now. The Lord's still working on my heart as I'm talking about this. So, anyway, I say this word to her, right? I, I, I say the L word to her. I say, you're lazy. You don't do nothing. You're lazy, 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 right? So I just continue over and over and continue to speak that into her life of her just being lazy. And Maisha, how did you feel about that when I called, c- continue to call you that? I mean, I was pretty salty, but I think it allowed me to operate in my laziness. Mm. Um, it opened up the door for me to be like, okay, well, if you think I'm lazy, then I'm going to be lazy. I'm going to do lazy things. Um, and so that's what I did. And it was, I was pretty comfortable with that. Right. And so I was speaking, what I was speaking inside of her was I was speaking death. Right, I was I was calling her lazy, and she started to believe that she was lazy, and so it started to come around, and so it started to be a cycle, and that cycle, right, led to my frustration, it led to my anger, and I was just like, God, I don't know what to do anymore. But God, right, convicted my heart, and He spoke to me, and He said, Man, the way you've been talking to your wife and calling her lazy is wrong. Because you're speaking death. And so today, man, we're going to be talking about the power of the tongue. And the power of the tongue has the ability to speak life or death. Right? Come on now, people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's crazy during that time because when I think about it, it's like, man, praise God that he allowed Corbin's eyes to be open so that he could pray for me during that time. And allow them and start to speak life into me. And there was like a radical change. Um, we're different than what we were a year ago than what we are now. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So today, again, we want to um, just encourage you guys that there is 
power and, and life and death are in our words. Um, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 4, it says, Obscene and foolish talking or crude joking, joking are not suitable. Um, and so we want to, maybe in, in your walk, in your life right now, you have um, maybe said harsh words to your spouse or harsh words to your children. Uh, maybe you are in a state where your words get you into trouble. Uh, maybe you, you um, knowing and unknowingly, you like to gossip. Uh, you like to use harsh words when someone may be uh, out trying to help you um, instead of um, using words of life. Maybe you speak mm. death into your own situation mm. by saying, man, God, when are you going to come through? Or maybe you're just like, man, I I'm just going to continue to fail in this area. Maybe you're speaking death into your own situation. Well, today I want to challenge and encourage you that as you pursue Christ, in your walk, if we, if we all call ourselves believers, he's called us to a higher standard. He's called us to um, a way in which, he's called us in a way in which. Tactical difficulties. Hallelujah. He's called us into a new level in him. And so he wants us to be able to operate in a way where we're able to control and tame our tongue. But of course, we can't do it without him. We can't do it without him. So that's what we are inviting you in um, and leaning in into this this uh, this talk that we will be able to speak and minister to you guys today. Absolutely. And so, man, today we're going to learn about our mouth and how it reflects our hearts. And we're going to answer two questions here. First question is, who is able to tame our tongue? Number two, right? Uh, what does Jesus have to do with our mouths? So like I said, man, we're here in James chapter 3. Um, and if you are able, please stand as we read the word of God. So now when we put bits into the mouth of horses and to make them obey us, we also guide the whole animal and consider ships. Though very large and driven by fierce winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. Verse 5. So too, though the tongue is a small part of the body, it boasts great things. Consider how large a forest, uh, a forest of small fire ignites. And the tongue is a fire. The tongue is a world of unrighteousness. It's placed among the parts of our bodies. It pollutes the whole body and sets the course of life on fire and it sets on fire by hell. Verse 7, every sea creature, reptile, bird, or animal is tamed and has been tamed by man. But no man can tame the tongue. It is restless evil, full of deadly poison. We praise our Lord and Father with it and we curse men who are made in God's likeness with it. Verse 10, praising and cursing come out of the same mouth. My brothers, these should not be this way. Does a spring pour out sweet and bitter water from the same opening? Can a fig tree produce olives, my brothers? Or oh, a grapevine produce figs? Neither can salt water neither can salt water spring yield. <laughs> Sorry. Neither can salt water spring yield fresh water. Speaking of water, can we get some water up here? Right. <laughs> but uh, praise God. So in that verse. Uh, we see here, uh, if you guys know about James, you all may sit down. Thank you. Um, in this verse, we see here that James, uh, if you guys don't know, he was the half-brother of Jesus. So 
Thank you. Uh, so he was a half brother of Jesus, and I'm I'm the youngest of five. So I can imagine my oldest brother Mikey coming up to me and saying, "Hey, yo, I'm the Messiah. Come on now, you you need to you know worship me." But of course, Jesus probably didn't say that. He was more humble than that. But we see here that James, being the half brother of Jesus, his brother is the Messiah. And he started as a doubter. He didn't believe that Jesus was the Messiah, but he ends up writing the book of James, um, this book of faith. He ends up being a leader in the church uh, during that time, and he ends up dying a martyr's death. Um, he is pushed off of the temple cliff. His fall, the fall doesn't kill him, but the people at the bottom who beat him to death do. Um, and so we see here, this whole book just speaks of just God and his his faith through that. And so that's kind of giving you all a backstory of the book of James. Yeah, so and absolutely. So of course we see that the book of James, right, is called uh, also known as the book of faith, and he was a huge doubter. And so now he's moved into a man that's faith moves mountains. So when he writes the book of James, it's kind of just centering on trials and tribulations and how it should be seen in our lives. And so whenever you read the book of James, it doesn't have clear references towards Jesus, but but it does have hints, right? It does, it does leave clues that he's talking about Jesus here within the context of it. And as well as, man, James drops some huge one-liners, okay? He has some bars. If this guy was a rapper here, man, we'd be like, man, your mercy triumphs over judgment? Oh, my goodness. Bars. He, he's over here wrecking the scripture game here, all right? So... That is what we are reading when it comes down to that. But what, uh, as we are going to examine the tongue in James chapter 3, Maisha, can you just explain the theme that we're going to trace through Yes, that? so we see the tongue uh, listed in James chapter 1, chapter 2, and chapter 3, which I'm going to talk about before we roll into uh, the text here. So in James chapter 1, at the, at the middle of the chapter, he talks about being a, not only a hearer of the word, but a doer only. So first we have to, he, he kind of lays this foundation. Um, he starts with saying that we must be hearers and doers of the word. Then he builds upon that and he says at the, at, in James chapter 1 verse 26, he says that pure and undefiled religion, in terms of 27, before he says that, he says, sorry, he says, uh, our religion is loose, useless unless we control our tongue. And then he whoa, goes whoa, on to whoa. say, we'll repeat that back. Repeat that our back. religion is useless unless we control our tongue. And he goes on to wait, say, wait, wait, wait. So you're telling me if I go to church and uh, am I, am I words are useless? My religion's useless if I can't control my tongue. That is correct. So if I read my Bible, that is correct. Whoa. whoa. So if I'm praying to God, yes, and I'm not controlling my tongue, my, my religion is useless. Yes. That's crazy. That's, that's weighty, ain't it? Um, so then he goes on to say that pure and undefiled religion is this, to visit orphans and riddles and keep yourselves unstained from the world. Um, and so taming the tongue starts with that. Uh, then in verse, in chapter two, he talks about in verse chapter two, verse 12, he talks about how we should speak and act Ooh. as one who is of God. So he's laying this foundation. He tells us first to be doers and hearers. Then he tells us that our religion is useless unless we are speaking those things of God. And then he encourages us and challenges us mm. that we must be able to um, speak and act as we are of God and of Christ. So he's building this foundation. And when he gets to chapter three, he is slaps us in the face with just these words of just like, for one, we can't take the tongue 
We, we, we have, we have no power to. And he gives us this, this instruction of how powerful the tongue is. Mm. And so we, we, he is literally building this up for us so that we can get an understanding of how this small piece of flesh, right. this small piece of flesh in right. our mouths rules our whole lives. Ooh. So this is how we kind of get this build up in James chapter three. Yeah, absolutely. And so as I was, as we were going through and we were reading this, right, it reminded me of Romans chapter three, 13 through 14, which Paul basically says this about all of humanity, right? He says this all and he says, listen, the throat is an open grave. Unbelievers deceive with, with their tongues, right? Poison are on their lips. Our mouth right unbelievers this is when a state when we were unbelievers our mouth was filled with cursing and bitterness and one word or one phrase that I want to hop on and emphasize is open grave so this picture that we get with inside of our mind is a grave that is uncovered right and we know that there is a corpse at the bottom of it and so we can smell that corpse and we know because of the smell that there's something dead inside Side. So when people open their mouth, right, and we smell, right, we smell the stench of it, we know it's not bad breath. Come on now, somebody. We know it's not bad breath, but we know that there is something that is dead inside of them. Yes, in Proverbs twenty-seven twenty, it talks about how death or sheol is never satisfied, and our eyes are never satisfied. And so, when we we go into this this open grave, this open death, it's basically telling us that our words, the what we speak, even what we do, what we say, sin is never satisfied. It's never satisfied. And we, we, we desperately need to be able to have this understanding and come to the end of ourselves in order to know that, man, like, I, 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 I need some help. I, I do. I do. And so we have to come to this understanding that death is this, this grave, this open grave, this, this mouth that I have, this, these eyes that I have, these ears that I have, they're never satisfied. I'm always going to want more and more and more. And so we, we, we have to have this understanding before we get to, to, to get some help. Right. And so, man, when we get to James, right, James paints a picture. I told you we're going to be camping out in James now. So go ahead. Go ahead and start looking at this paragraph, right? And so James compares the tongue to three things, right? Number one is a horse bit. Number two, right, it's a ship's rudder. And number three, it's fire. So what does those three things have in common with one another? Right? As we see, right, a small piece, when it comes to a horse bit, a small piece of metal can lead a powerful animal. If you think about horses, man, they're great, mighty animals, right? They, they, can, go, they can run really fast here, okay? And then when we look at a ship's rudder, a small rudder can steer a big boat. And we look at that, you know, that pirate's wheel, as we see on Pirates of the Caribbean, as well as in the, in the books and stuff like that. We think that controls the ship, but no, it's like that small rudder in the back is the one that steers it. And then a fire, a small spark, a small spark can start a whole forest fire. So the main thing that he's trying to come, the main thing that is trying to come across here within the text is that a small muscle inside of our mouth can lead our entire body. We can allow our words to lead us instead of our body. 
we can let our words set ablaze someone's life in a matter of 10 seconds because we're mad at them. We can shipwreck someone else's day because we don't like them. The tongue has the ability to kill dreams, destroy hope, and tear down people. A casual, sarcastic, or critical remark can inflict a lasting injury on another person. A mouth can be an open grave, killing hope and speaking death, which only resembles grudge that dwells in the side of heart, in the heart. Man, and I'm so reminded, and, I, and I, I'm so reminded of middle school. I remember middle school, is that was the days, bro, we were used to roast on people. What are those? Right, <laughs> right, boy, you got the hair licking, look like you got edged by a spoon, boy. So, so it was, we was to go all out on people, man. They shoes, the hairstyle, man, the way they dress, we used to tear them down with our words. Or what about, right, coaches who, right, lose their censorship with their players, right? What about those, man, they, they, they cuss out their players, right? And it's like, man, we just want to get them robbed up in the game. We want to get their minds in the game and stuff like that. But yet they still use profanity, right? They talk down at them. They tear them down. Or, or, or what about the, the beauty salons and the, the barbershops? Boy, that's just a spot to, so that we can just gossip. Let me talk about my husband real quick. Let me slander someone real quick. Hey, did you hear about so-and-so? Boy, did you see that her weave, right? Her hairline don't start to right here, but the weave come up to right here. You know what I'm saying? Praise God. Or, 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 or what about, man, when we're online, right? We're online trolling people. And, and with all this cultural pandemic with Black Lives Matter, it's like, man, now we feel justified, right, to tear down people, say what, whatever we want to say online. Man, and we have to be careful. Why do we have to be careful? We have to be careful because Jesus says in Matthew 12, 36, that we will be judged for every, every foul word that we have spoken. We will be judged for that. If that, if that doesn't get, put a fire under your feet, I don't know what does. Like seriously, like we are weighted and measured for every single thing that comes out of our mouths. So in that, we, this leads us to the fact that we need help. We need help to tame our tongues. I've been saying this over and over again. James 1.5 says that if we lack wisdom, we ask of God and he gives freely. All we have to do is ask. Um, and so in that, we have to be conscientious and aware first. We have to come to the end of ourselves and realize that we have a problem. That's the issue. We have to realize that we have a problem. But then we have to ask God, hey, I, I really, truly do want help with this. We, I really, truly do want help. And God is gracious and kind mm. to, to, to meet us where we're at. Come on. Give us the help that we need. And so in that, it says, James asserts that godly wisdom combats tongue. God himself is mightier than the human tongue. Words can be depicted as a stream that flows from the heart. Therefore, whatever the mouth speaks, the heart means. The heart is the source of all evil and the mouth is the delta. Our mouth, with, our mouth is filled with deadly language, filthy criticism, and sexual innuendo, 
then what does that reveal inside of our hearts? If that's what our, if that's what we are is speaking out of our mouths, then how, how, how do our hearts look? And so I really want everyone here to take, take an examination of what you've been speaking about your life or about your situation or about your kids or about your husband or your wife. Like, what have you been speaking? Have you been speaking death? Because if, if you have, that reveals what's inside of your heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so literally what you are speaking is a direct reflection of what is in your heart. What is in your heart. And so we need a heart change. And only Christ can change what's inside of our hearts. Only he can do that. So first, again, we have to come to the end of ourselves. And secondly, we have to ask of God who gives graciously. Yeah, and so basically, just want to add on to what Maisha just said, was, man, it says the, t- the tongue, right, is untamable, right? And so it's like, who will tame our tongue, right? Who is going to bridle our tongue? Who is going to steer our tongue, right? Who is going to put the fire out of our tongue? And man, it's exactly what Maisha said. If we look through verses 9 through 12... Right, it points out how impossible it should be for a Christian. You can't be fresh water. It, it it can't be one or the other. It has to be one. One has to be coming out of your mouth. And so when we allow the Holy Spirit to venture into the cave of our heart and rest upon our soul, at that moment God transforms the cesspools of our heart into streams of living water that flows deep from within. Instead of a heart that spews poison, it is now a heart that gushes with life. Tell me, brothers and sisters, what does your heart look like? Who is controlling your heart? It says that no man can tame the tongue. We absolutely agree with that text, right? There's things that we have said, right, that we regret, right, in anger. I've said so many things in my issue that I'm like, man, I, I probably shouldn't have said that. I, we all agree that there is something wrong with our tongue. But who can tame it? Hold on, if, man, if we are walking in, in the Spirit... If we are walking, if we dedicate ourselves to the scriptures, right? And we say things that build up. If we say things that build up, then we are walking in the way that God wants us to walk. I think verse 2 of chapter 3 gives us hope. It says, for we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a mature man who is also able to control his whole body. And so when I read this verse, I think of Christ. Christ was the one who he didn't stumble in any way. He was a mature man who died on the cross for our sins, who was able to control his whole body. And so when we look to Christ as the author and the finisher and perfecter of our faith, and we start to study the scripture, when we start to memorize who he is, when that's what's in the overflow of our heart, that's what's going to come out. 
And so we have to be intentional about seeing this example of, of Jesus Christ in this text and seeing that he is the hope. He is the firm foundation that we can speak life into, that when we pursue him, we're able to speak life to our brother and sister. We're able to speak life to certain situations that we may be facing in our lives. And we're able to tap into all that he is and all that he has for us. Instead of having this, this heart of, of, of flesh that, that produces death, we have a new heart that produces life and that more abundantly and we we become mature in the spirit in that but for some of us we are still 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 sipping on the milk the milk of the word rather than sipping on the meat and God's telling you to come up a little higher elevate a little bit more spend a little bit more time with me I want to do something new in your heart I don't like what you've been speaking out of your mouth I want to do something new right Sacrifice a little bit more time. Oh, Wake up a little bit earlier. Spend a little more time with me. That's what the Lord requires of us. That's what he wants from us desperately. He wants to do something new, but we have to change our mindset. We have to change the, the thought life that we have in our hearts so that we can be able to speak life. We have to. It starts here. It starts here. But man, yesterday, right, Kids Across America, we're trying to do K-Connect, which means is that we're trying to visit our ministries and see if we can help out. Of course, we're trying to social distance as well, right? So practicing the CDC um, and wearing face masks. And so we're out there grinding. What we are doing is that we are building hoops. And then after we get done building with hoops, we'll uh, deliver it off to the young men who are going to practice. So they get their own hoops. Basketball goals. Right. Yeah, basketball goals. Yeah, if you didn't know what hoops are, you know. <laughs> so, um, basically, we thought that this was going to be an easy deal. Right? We show up there. It was going to be done for two hours. Right. We was like, we, it's easy. And we got to do got seven. This. Seven basketball hoops. Like, bro, we finna, we finna kill this. So we get out there, and we get to the first one. And, man, it is... It's difficult because you have all these bolts. You gotta, you gotta get the wrenches, and you gotta hold one person has to hold the other side. You know what I'm saying? You're struggling over here, and then before we know it, man, it's been four hours, and we only got two goals. Two goals. Two. And, and then at the end, count them, right? Two goals. One, two, right? And so, and then, seven of us. Seven of us. Right. Right. And then. Right, so we get to the end or close to the end, and you hear people say these phrase. Hey, man, you sure that goes right? Uh, did you look at the manual? Uh, hold on, bro. Let me. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, is, are you sure this goes right? I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it goes right. Did you check the manual? Did you did you reconfirm it with the manual? Oh, okay, yeah. Let me go back to the manual. And then, so basically, right when we got one done. Right, the perfect the way the manual described, and we put it off, and then we were, while we were working on the other one, we would go back to the old one to look at it, and we say, "Oh, okay, this is how it's supposed to go." So let me go back to the new one that we are, and so that's basically right what we are supposed to do as believers. We're supposed to, man. Our, how how should I live my life? Did you go back to the manual? It's good. Did, did you go back? Did you read that in the Word of God? 
and and based off what you read, you're supposed to adapt your life to the words of God. Yes. And then when you see that a mature believer right has has came out through the fires right and who's a more godlier person then what you do is you go to their life you examine their life and you see how god constructed it and i know that god hasn't made you like them right but you can you can you can their life can be an example for you and so you're over here studying it and you say okay i want my life to look like that okay well, I, all right, so let me tell you, how do you treat your wife? You want to get married? Ask, ask, a, ask a dude that. Right? You want to prepare for marriage? Ask, a, oh, ask one of these, these young, notice I said young, young scholars out here. Come on now. Who, whose minds are filled with wisdom. And so it's like, if, if, if you want those things, then, then you need to model your life at what you see through the scriptures. And so not only do we look at Christ as this, as this mature man, but we also want to look to brothers and sisters that are in the church. Elders, we need you as young people. We need your example. I'm, 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 boy, I'm not lying. Right? There's, there's so many times that Papa Mitchell, I have gleaned from him just by looking at his life. He has became a father figure to me. And I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's looking at those modules in the life and looking for a mature man whose faith has been perfected through Christ. It's crazy that you say that because I feel like in the manual yesterday when they kept asking me, hey, did you check the manual? Did you check the manual? Did you check the manual? I got to a point where I was like, man, I, 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 I think I got this. Like, I've looked at the manual like 20 times. Like, I think I got it. But sometimes we, we get into our, our, a mode of our flesh where it's just like, you know what? I don't, I don't need the manual. I, I don't need that. I already know it. I don't know. I already know it. And sometimes it can be pride that, that, that sets in into our hearts where it's just like, nah, nah, I'm good. I got this. But then when we go back and it's like, oh, snap, I did mess up. Oops. Dang, I got to do this all over again. I got to I gotta go to square one just because I was too prideful to go back to the manual. So young people. I, I, I want to encourage y'all. Maybe some of y'all are here and y'all are just like, man, I'm, I'm too prideful to, to go back to scripture or I'm too prideful to go back to the elder in my church or my parents or the people who have wisdom, who have lived this life and walked it out. You're too prideful to do that. I want to encourage you and I want to challenge you. to. It's okay to have help. It's okay to be walk in humility, to humble yourself and say, hey, like, I, I, I need to go back to the manual. Mm. I do. I, I, I need to go back because there are some things that I did wrong. I need to go back to step one so that I can have a better step two, step three, step four, step five. And so right now I want to give an opportunity for everybody here to respond. Mm. Um, because like when, when the word is speak, when it's brought forth, we, we want to have an opportunity to, to, to reset and go back to um, a life that, that will please God. If we, we've been walking in the wrong direction, we want to be able to turn and make a, a, a new direction, a new step. And so Ezekiel chapter 
uh, chapter 35 or 36, 26, it says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And so today Christ wants to give each and every one of us a new heart. He wants to uh, take that heart of stone that's been that's been living and dwelling inside of you that has allowed you to speak those words of death, that has allowed you to speak those words that are destructive, that has allowed you to speak those words that are sarcastic, that has allowed you to speak those words that are contrary to his word. And he wants to put in a new heart, a heart of flesh, so that you can speak life to the people that are around you. And so I want, there's three, three, three people that I want um, to respond today. One, the first person is the person who has been speaking death, that has been speaking death to their situations, that has been speaking death to their family, that has been speaking death um, just among, about people. I want, I want to give you an opportunity to respond, okay? The second person I want to get to respond is someone who has, has never, never, who still, who still has that heart of, that heart of stone who still is um, operating in a heart of stone that hasn't even thought about giving their lives to Christ, who's not even thinking about Christ um, and having a new life. I want to give you an opportunity to respond. In Romans 3.23, it says, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Each and every one of us are sinners, are wretched without Christ. But it says in Romans 5.8 that God demonstrated his love for us and that while we were sinners, while we chose our sin, while we chose to be satisfied by sin, he chose to send his son down to die on the cross for us. Come on. So that we can have a new life in him. And on the third day, Jesus resurrected. Come on. He is the resurrection and the life. And we can have new life in him if we confess with our mouth that he is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. So if there's anybody here who has never given their lives to Christ, I want to give you an opportunity today. Come on. Because tomorrow is not promised. It's not promised. So I want to give you an opportunity to respond. And then the last person I want to give opportunity is those who have straight away. Mm. God leave, left the 99 to go after the one. Come on. So if you want to recommit your life today, if you want to start afresh, start anew. I want to give you what you guys think, what you guys think. Yeah, I think it's really cool to go back and listen to that. Yeah, um, it's kind of nerve wracking, but I hope you all enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, until next time, y'all. All right, guys. Deuces. Peace. Bye.